0: COVID vaccinations for
1: No Longer Neutral. Black Lives Matter,
0: whether it's a hash.
1: Can't take it no longer. It's it's minority children that are suffering the most.
0: Begin to have real conversations. No No Longer longer neutral. Neutral. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in to No Longer Neutral. Please don't forget to follow and rate our show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at No Longer Neutral. I am Dr. A.D.
1: And I am Dr. Michael Haygood.
0: And today we are celebrating what? Hey, my birthday! Yes, it is! You know, it's such a blessing. To see and, a uh, black we, we man. We also
1: I Just want to make sure before we get started that we say hello to our other partner. She's not here today, hey, Dr. Sharice Roper. We shouting you out, Dr. Sharice Roper. Woo-hoo. We love Take you. Take care of yourself
0: and your family. We
1: love you. I hate you missing my birthday, but I love you. Yeah. And we'll see you soon.
0: Yes, yes indeed. What
1: are you thinking about birthdays?
0: I'm just thinking about you. Like every time, <laughs> you know, it, you know, it takes uh, our our village. Our culture, yes. our experiences. So when, for me as a black woman who have black, you know, sons and fathers and uncles and, you know, cousins, each birthday to me just should be celebrated because it's a milestone for one. But because of the society of which we live in, you know, with the police brutality, you know, gang yes. communities, health, yes. compromised health and health care for in the black community It's just great. I'm grateful to be a witness to you reaching 59. Yes. You (laughs) You said a
1: mouthful, and I feel exactly the same way. I've I've been trying to tap into how I'm feeling, and instead I've just been allowing myself to just feel, Mm -hmm. not even Mm -hmm. questioning Mm -hmm. myself. And so I really feel like I'm on a high note in my life. I'm so grateful i've been posting grateful messages mm-hmm. probably for the last month mm-hmm. leading up to my birthday and i mm-hmm. think i've just been in a grateful space mm-hmm. similar to what you were explaining about just you know being in a fork in the road in your life where you look back and say wow
0: mm-hmm.
1: wow mm-hmm. from you know the military didn't kill me the yeah. police didn't kill me yeah. aids didn't kill me right. Um, you know, just so much is going on with the COVID virus and now monkeypox yeah, Mon- and you know, a father of 5 and you know, and just all of the you know, wonderful things that have happened in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm just very grateful. Um, I'm at a point in my life where everything seems to be developing, which mm-hmm. is weird at 59. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm in a development period mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. where Most people look and think, you know, my career is settled and my life is sort of settled. You know what I mean? But, no, I am looking for more.
0: Like 59 is a new 39, right? Yes, I'm
1: looking up to 60, 65, 70, and so forth. Um, You know, I just want to really be a value. To Mm -hmm. people, but more importantly, I really want to be a value to myself. I've been Mm -hmm. talking to you so Mm -hmm. much about Mm -hmm. how we give so much away, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. you
1: know, and I'm no longer willing to give so much Mm -hmm. away.
0: Like, give more, give give more. Dive deep into that.
1: Yeah, I think that you know, my entire life has been about. Uh, a lot. My mm-hmm. brain waves, my emotions. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly. I think because you know me so well, I'm always looking to give to others. Mm-hmm. I'm always looking. How would this benefit? I mean, mm-hmm. I can be at the grocery market, and I'm mm-hmm. one of those people that, you know, pays for people's groceries behind mm-hmm. me in line. I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people who, you know, goes into classrooms as a as a principal, and I see one child that I see is not getting it. I'm going to notice that one child. Mm. I'm not going to even notice the other kids. I'm that guy. I'm mm. that guy that always seems to look out. And I think it really comes from my childhood. Mm. I was a very alone, but never lonely. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. I knew that I was a special kid.
0: What's the age gap between your siblings?
1: We're a year apart, actually. Okay. I'm a year and a half okay. to my two brothers. Okay, My two brothers are exactly a year. Okay. And then I'm a year and a half. That okay. year and a half did make a difference yes. because my middle brother skipped. And so they became literally the same age, same school year, you know, they dressed alike and so forth. So I was always the little brother who got kind of spoiled, you know what I mean? They kind of protected me, which I really, really, really look up to that, Mm -hmm. you know, I I honor that and I honored their protection of of me at the same time. But at the same time, because of that, I was (laughs) always looking at Yana to make sure that I supported other people. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I always looked out for other people. It was one of my childhood things, you know, because I always felt like the underdog. So I'm looking to other underdogs.
0: So what will it look like now?
1: It would look like now me fostering always wanting to just do things for myself. Okay. I'm no longer willing to give things away. Like okay. I've been giving myself away for so long. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it took to 59 years of age, okay. birthday time, to really say, you know what? This is me. It's all about me. It's all about me. That's mm-hmm. even hard to say, believe it or not. It's, it's all a guilt. about it's me. It's a guilt. Because we're
0: taught, we're taught well, at least I can say I'm, I was taught, and I'm an only child, but I was taught not to be selfish, not to be selfish, or not to be a brat, or, you know, you know you're know, you an only child, so you're not used to sharing. Uh-huh. So I went and overboard like selfishness. that. selfishness. Yeah, explain Let's talk about selfishness. It's okay.
1: Because my meditation teaches that selfishness Mm -hmm. is a good thing. Exactly. The world teaches that selfishness Mm -hmm. is a bad thing. Yes. And so what I've been able to define for myself is breaking down selfishness really means being into yourself. Mm -hmm. Holding on to those things that you really value and considering them sacred. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's all about making sure that I'm not giving away too much at this age of self. You know, I've done the child Mm wearing. I've been the parent. Mm -hmm. I've been the one that's given away my entire paycheck. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Every single year years. I've been the one that has provided a home for wonderful people. I've been the one that has always thought about other people. My staff. I'm always constantly thinking, how can I cheer up my staff? Mm -hmm. What what about that one person that just mourned because they lost their dad? What can I do for them? Mm -hmm. That's constantly Mm -hmm. in my sort of spirit. Feeling
0: responsible for that. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: because I've always been a leader. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a Leo thing. I'm not sure. But I know I've always been into really developing Mm -hmm. and giving to other people. And so now it feels good. With your help, actually, Mm -hmm. Ayana, I really want to say that as my friend. You have Mm -hmm. been coaching me. For the longest, you turned me on to Abraham Hicks. You turned me on to so many wonderful things because I think you saw me giving away I saw myself in you. So,
0: you know, I saw the attraction. We're aligned, and I saw that attraction. So tell me how
1: that works for you, the selfish The
0: same, uh, no. You know, no is a hard word for me to say, and every once in a blue moon, I have to still do a little inventory, a self-inventory to make sure that I'm hitting my bucket list. I'm hitting my needs right. or, you know, I could look at the week and say, hey, you know, I, I didn't spend enough time resting, like literally allowing myself to rest used to be a chore. I would feel guilty to space out time to take a nap or to just literally lay down and just watch TV. I would feel guilty about that because I felt like I needed to be doing something for someone what is or that some about? organization. Where that come from? Um, I, I believe um, this for me, I think this whole thing about being strong and responsible and, you know, career climbing or organization climbing, yes. all those things mean be busy. Be and busy. busy is oftentimes not productive. Correct. So and I date someone who I watch that he really, really carves out time for himself, like his mental health and mm-hmm. physical health. So it makes what are the kind of things he does. He rides bikes. He's a mm. biker. He loves to by, ride bikes mm.
1: and um Yeah, tell you about it, my new venture. Tell
0: me. Tell, <laughs> oh yeah. I love the story. Listen to, to I listen have to this. I've been a sports
1: enthusiast my entire life. I am a mm-hmm. UCLA. You're obviously a UCLA. USC Trojans. We love the rivalry. Yeah, yeah. I have been uh baseball, basketball, football. Me and my brothers grew up literally little league athletes mm-hmm. okay where we didn't stop with you know with that we went to middle school high school and then obviously into college mm-hmm. so i played ball my entire life and mm-hmm. i actually love competition which yes. in america has been seen as a really negative thing mm-hmm. i'm a competitive warrior okay. i love it i think it breeds hey. good foundation in people okay i think it's only negative when sportsmanship is involved and yes. people don't really act right like
0: poor attitude having said that mm-hmm.
1: I kept thinking, how am I going to be involved? Because I actually, you know, been talking to you about making sure we both stay really active, active physically. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so I'm going to be your next referee umpire. I love that. I am going to umpire school. I love that. Not just baseball. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This actual um, company is preparing me and training me to work with not just youth, but maybe some high school age eventually, once I get really good at it. But I'm just excited because and I that's love. And so you. It's so me. It's so you. <laughs> it's so me so to you. be there. And obviously, you know, I want to be around youth always. You know, that keeps me young. I always feel young when I'm around young people. So I'm doing something that I've always wanted to do, and I just kind of went out there and found it. You yeah. know, so right. to my listeners or to our listeners, I want to say to you, you know, if there's something you want to do, people think it's cliche to say just go out and do it. Yeah, Go out and do it.
0: But the umpire gig, I you know, m- for me, my favorite um, role in baseball games, you know, I'm a Dodger, I grew up listening to You know, Dodgers is my team, is the umpire. And with that in mind, let's just remember Ben Scully. Absolutely. Because my granddad um, with uh, the Dodgers, he would turn the game on, but turn the sound down and listen to it on the radio, you know. So um, I'm so excited yeah, for you with and that. And my it's so and brothers so actually huge. catch
1: the bus down Broadway. All oh, the way from Broadway 120th round. Yeah. You know, way down on Osegundo. Yes. Yeah. Straight down Broadway. You can go straight to a Dodger game. And as kids, that is we cool. would catch the bus with mother's permission, me and my brothers, and maybe a couple other friends in the neighborhood. We were maybe like eight or nine, mm-hmm. you know, 13, 14. I'm talking young. And maybe one chaperone, but we would catch the bus That's all the so way cool. downtown. And those memories. Yeah. Yes.
0: I'm cool with that. Yay. so I'm excited for you I love to Thank watch you. your new, um, new perspectives yes. no because I, I watched like when we met 20 years ago or so just to see how you've evolved with thinking um, as a father you're in your career in friendship yes. you know I've yes. been through with you with marriage through divorce yes. through awful things that have happened betrayal in our in our school Absolutely. district and friendships. so you know, I, I tell everyone that not just a mentor of you, that you are for me, but you're my friend. And I'm humble and grateful that to share those experiences with you.
1: Oh, if y'all hey. can see me, I'm about to well up. I'm about to it's well so perfect. up. This is my baby talking right here. I just love Ayana <laughs> Davis to death because we are so in sync. And, you know, I've always wanted a friend who looks past my faults and just accepts me for me. And it's more like a coach. Mm -hmm. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? You've been Mm -hmm. more than just a friend. You've been like a coach for me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been, oftentimes I've called you. And if you don't have friends like this in your life, you know what I mean? It's time to really examine. Maybe that's something else that's going on with me. I'm examining, you know, my circle. I'm examining just, you know, who's really for me. You know, without even judging or critiquing anybody, because I certainly don't want to be one of those kind of people that says you fall short. I'm taking whatever love I can get, but anything else is negative. Mm-hmm. Go somewhere with that.
0: And I prayed. I prayed. I think maybe some months ago, and did some series of meditation on you know attracting the right tribe. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, because mm-hmm. I'm 51, mm-hmm. I feel like just recently, over the last since January, my tribe is really what who who I want to be around. And, you know, slowly weaning people off. And um, I I really feel empowered and safe. Mm. Because sometimes we could be with people and we not necessarily feel safe. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I feel safe with my tribe now.
1: Yeah, I feel safe Mm -hmm. with my tribe as well. I Mm -hmm. just have a really good circle of people that I think support me. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that I really, really, really am trying to foster in my life is making sure that um, I'm looking future-bound. Like we typically at this age, I think we start to look back. Mm -hmm. I've been catching myself looking backwards and saying, okay, military, baseball, looking back at my mom's life, looking back at Compton, looking Mm -hmm. back at all the traces and trails that I've been through. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that can get you stuck. Mm -hmm. I feel Mm -hmm. because, you know, I think the forward glance. Mm-hmm. is more the opportunity to feel good. When you mm-hmm. look back, what, you, what can you do about it?
0: Mm-hmm. There's Absolutely nothing you nothing. can change in the past. Right. Not a thing. If you're doing it thing. to well and to have regret uh-huh. and remorse, then it's totally useful. I think that you just said but the key But reflection. But well, reflection is, far, is, is fabulous. Yes, reflection if the is reflection
1: is, 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 I'm looking back to desires to do something different. Different. Because that was a negative experience. Yes. Always look back at the positive. Mm -hmm. One of the Mm -hmm. things I look back at often, and people get really surprised when I say this, was the military. People have a real strange feeling about the military, and I've never been a gun dude. Mm -hmm. I've never been a gun guy. I've Mm -hmm. never been a military guy, Mm -hmm. but growing up. I knew I wanted to go to college, mm-hmm. so that little crazy commercial that came on and said, so "Hey, we do then more about five more. in the morning." Hello. That and turned the, me and off. We, and then the big one was the college bonus. Oh, that's I didn't all hear I that. needed to see.
0: See, was I didn't hear $20, that twenty thousand one hundred dollars more than yeah. at, at five a.m. That's that, that whole commercial cut. <laughs>
1: Called a buddy, buddy, buddy said, "Yeah, I'm in." That was We smart. went in on a buddy trip, that and was I end up advancing and being able to test. So I could actually get the college money. And which the branch were you? The provi- military, Army. Okay. For three years, I only went in for three years. And okay. the strange thing was, I was the reenlistment bonus officer. So I was the person in charge of reenlisting everybody on the base. Yet I didn't want to stay.
0: Isn't that something? Isn't that
1: interesting? <laughs> I, I wanted to get in there. I had a plan. Have a plan, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Right. Have a plan. My plan was, and I followed it. It's one of the best examples of me following a plan of the future that I set out that I mapped. I desired early knowing, looking back and just really speaking really personal, mm-hmm. I remember the moment of fear around, there was many moments of fear around being gay, mm-hmm. but the main moment of being, of being in such fear had to do with where am I going? After what this. does the future look okay. like for a gay young man in, that's black mm. in Compton mm. to a biracial family? Mm. You know, uh, my mom was white. You yeah. know, I grew up raised there. You know, my, my, my brothers were supportive eventually. Um, you know, right at the very beginning, they didn't know probably what to do and so forth. So it was just really difficult. But when I look back, you know, at the entire experience of being in the military, I have to say that was the thing and the right moment because that was the moment where I was choosing after high school before college do I go to the military? What do I do to set myself up for a future mm. where even though mm-hmm. I have this one thing that most people on the planet hate,
0: mm-hmm.
1: these are my, my conversations with myself, myself uh-huh. as a child. Mm-hmm. I wow. felt you know, I felt ugly i felt sick i felt dirty because of your preference and who you love okay and i kept trying to fight against it as a child okay thinking wow where's all these messages coming from then the other big conflict was my best friend was entirely christian like to the to the nth nth degree and the persecution of that and they were also gay so for me, it was like, oh my God, how are we gonna work through this not only for him, mm-hmm. but for me? Because mm-hmm. I don't desire my friend to feel like you So know. did you
0: feel responsible for your friend's feelings then I at did. that age? I did. Wow. And
1: I felt but I felt a knowing mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. that God was with me. Okay. From my early, early age. Okay. And because of the Leo and the smart aleck smart aleckiness, mm-hmm. if that's the word that I possess sure, as a that's kid. Our word. <laughs> I was talking shit. Uh-huh. You couldn't tell me that God didn't love me, even okay. as a kid. That's good. I was fussing. Convicted. With, with I was convicted, and I was okay. already knowing
0: okay. that
1: there's no way in the world that I feel God so strongly mm-hmm. in my gut. Mm-hmm. I feel it so strongly mm-hmm. in my emotions that I know this was not done to me.
0: Mm-hmm. No oh. one came and
1: put something in me that I didn't want. Okay. This was by design. Oh, okay. okay. I get it now. This was my young mind thinking. And I was so glad that I was actually able to fight because it felt like a fight. I was fighting churches.
0: Yeah, I would go to church. Schools. I actually got
1: called out at one church in L.A. with my with my partner back from the military, uh-huh. and literally I had a pastor point out, you know, those of you in here like sinning. doing sinning uh-huh. and same-sex sinning I and, mm. and knew that I was with this guy. Mm. And we were there because we were actually welcoming their
0: mom so from let me another ask you state. This, yeah. So you said in military, but when you were in high school, did you have any teacher support or or were you still keeping I wasn't that hidden?
1: No, no, I wasn't out in high school. Okay. I was... I was Dating probably the most beautiful girl in high school. Oh,
0: my yeah, God. Yeah, she was
1: the majorette who had the, you know, the real oh, wonderful that outfit. Girl. With the baton. It would be you yeah, that yeah. date that girl. Nikki Morris, I love you still.
0: It'd <laughs> be <Maybe> you <laughs> a, date that date that girl. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. she was wonderful.
1: We were friends beyond anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we fell in love with, with each other. Uh-huh. It wasn't really uh-huh. a huge sexual attraction, I uh-huh. think, even for her. Okay. But I think we just became friends and we started dating. Okay. Um, and then um, I didn't come out, actually, until way into college.
0: You know what I mean? So
1: after high school, I was, you know, a late bloomer when it comes to that. I didn't really want to threaten the water. I didn't really want to have everybody just in a a turmoil because it was going to be shocking. I think people, some people knew I was gay because obviously I think I was free enough to sort of still be in my skin and mm-hmm. let those feminine traits show. Mm-hmm. But the majority of me, especially in high school, was masculine Yeah, because I was sports. playing sports. Mm-hmm. I was dating a young lady. Mm-hmm. So I was seen. that's what made it more troublesome to come out.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I want to say that, you know, to my gay and, lesbian, uh, and gay and lesbian brothers and sisters out there, those of you who, you know, don't, can't find a mask or have, you know, can't find the mask to put on, Yet, no one knows, those are the ones I'm most troubled about and I get really concerned about because obviously, if you're very effeminate and you're a man, and Mm -hmm. most people would automatically assume you're gay. Mm -hmm. If you're a woman and you're very butch, Mm -hmm. you know, they're gonna assume you're a lesbian. But when you are very masculine Mm -hmm. and you've only been with women, it is Mm -hmm. very hard for those types of people to come out
0: out. because
1: people never imagine. They have no idea. So when you do, finally, it's like right. you're in a front to their mm-hmm. very being. Or
0: they think, okay, which one of you are the truth? Right. That one over there right. or are you just doing something Correct. different? Or oh, you just experimenting? They just play it off. You're all. just trying it right? All. You know what I mean? Probably like it's just a flame <laughs> Oh, you had a heartbreak. Right. When <laughs> yes. finally
1: somebody's really being real. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, it's really interesting because I'm often being asked to work with young youth yeah. who are gay and lesbian. And I find myself learning from them more than they're learning from me. Mm-hmm. Because you can never really learn enough around how to get fear out of your way.
0: Yeah. You know I, I have mean? someone close to me who is um you know, he did come out and like you taught me this before that not only when the when the when the person comes out, their family has, is this coming Absolutely. out also. And not only did he come out and, you know, reveal his sexual preference, who he dates and stuff like that, he also wants to transition mm-hmm. into a, a female transgender. Transgender. So you know, to watch that process and to see the suffering from that individual. It's hard. It's is hard. But w- my question would be, do do people who are experiencing this, do they not know where to go for help? No. They do know where to go? Most okay. do. Most okay. do. But, you know,
1: obviously we're talking about young people that may not know. Okay. You know what I mean? There are people that are set up in the city, in most cities, that have support and resources for Mm -hmm. young people that are transitioning. Mm -hmm. There used to be, when I was growing up, the place called Glass Houses. Mm -hmm. There used to be places, churches. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unity Fellowship is one of those strongholds, Mm -hmm. minority AIDS project. Mm -hmm. So they have definitely, you know, um, AIDS LA, they have a lot of great organizations. But before a young person can get to an organization, they need people around them that are going to be supportive. Mm -hmm. Because the people they're going to probably tell first are or those parents plans, and or their or the friends, friends
0: and their siblings. Okay. And
1: so that reaction either pushes you more into the closet or welcomes you out. And yeah. unfortunately, some people don't have those kinds of support systems. Um, you know, one of the things that I am just admiring is those heterosexual straight people who don't understand but are willing to listen. Mm-hmm. Not even and learn. learn. Just and to listen, just to though. Listen? Okay. Just to listen first. And then I think the listening develops into learning. But I have a lot of people that are just at the door.
0: Mm-hmm. There's somebody
1: that I admire,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, for example. And I don't know this person. The person doesn't know me. But I know their stance on, on homosexuality mm-hmm. is very far from mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little disappointed at their stance. Mm-hmm. But recently, now I've found that they're turning a corner. This oh, person okay. is now finally willing to say hey, you know, I've been in the church so long that maybe I've gotten foggy. Right. Maybe I need to deal with what, what real people, with what right. real people are dealing with. Pe- right. real people. And I've never been against the church. I'm right. supportive of the church. Right. I'm in support of Jesus. I'm a supportive right. of right. so many different religions because I understand that for everyone, we all need someone on the planet mm-hmm. and something on the planet to ascribe to, mm-hmm. to go forward mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. helps us heal, helps mm-hmm. us be spirited. So mm-hmm. I'm in all support of all most religions and spiritual connections mm-hmm. What I'm not in support of, though, mm-hmm. is those people who think that I have to ask for their acceptance.
0: Condemnation. I don't
1: need acceptance. Mm-hmm. I'm already accepted. I'm right. already here. Right. What are you talking about acceptance? Right. And most people think that. Well, I don't accept that. That's their okay. That's okay. cool. You don't yeah, have right. to. Right. You know right. what? Where okay. we going? What are we gonna do now? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You nice. don't have to. It's not. Yeah. It's not your stance yeah. and your spot to say I accept another individual. Very assuming. Minute. Very assuming. assuming. And the, very wanting to be in power. And very You judging. don't have that power to say yeah. that you accept me. Yeah. Because I don't have that power to say I accept you. Right. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. didn't say that when That's I looked at good. your partner. I didn't say that when I looked at your decisions. No. Mm-hmm. There is no acceptance in this.
0: So how, how would you, what would you say to family members who say, well, I don't accept this, so you can't come around? Like that. Like that. You know, I I don't want to see you in this way. We, you were born Sarah, and now you want to be Sam, so you can't come around to me. Would you say anything for family members that and like that, or would you just lean more towards helping the person that is transi- going through the transition? No, if you're
1: that firm, okay, have a nice life. Okay. Yeah, and, and this is where I am but what now. Would you say but if to I was a, a child, child w- who has a parent that would say yeah. that, it would be entirely different. Yeah. Because now you're basically, you know... Um, you're at, you're in a powerless decision. I mean, you're in a powerless space, actually. Um, Because, you know, you need your parents to take care of you. You know, if you're under 18, you don't have a place to go. So that walk of trying to find someone to be supportive, like I said, is really, it's not talked about enough within communities, particularly in black communities. Yeah,
0: you said that. You know,
1: I've said, you know, this time it hurts my soul to say this about my people, but the one race of people that have been the hardest on me and most other black people are black is the Mm -hmm. black community. Mm -hmm. And we would have thought that we would have learned from the oppression of racism that we would not be that way. But it seems like we've gotten a double dosage dosage. of hate because we've sort of stepped into being accepted. There's that word that I hate. We've been, you know, sort of fueled to believe that we're good now, because we've sort of crossed over, you know, black people are making money. You know, it's no longer slavery times, but at the same time, we've got to be able to move forward with making sure that we're now not the oppressors.
0: Yeah, to one another. To one another. To one another.
1: You know, any oppressive situation, I hate. I don't care if it's disabled people. Mm-hmm. I yeah, fight for everybody. You said that. You said that. You know what I mean? Because human come, right. Yeah, it's because human right. if
0: they come for me, they're gonna come for you next. Yeah, it's human. It's, it's humanity. only a matter of
1: time. The hateful people in the world don't choose not hate you. Some
0: do choose, though. I can't stand Well, I mean, that, they don't choose, choose to not hate
1: you when you're next.
0: Well, I mean, even what I'm saying within our community, mm-hmm. you choose, like, you're okay with, you know, to me, if you're talking about sin, okay, so you're okay with the person that may be fornicating. I'm okay with that, yep. but you're not okay with this. So, right. to me, and, you know, I do a whole sermon about condemnation, about being, you know, homosexual, yet half of the congregation is sleeping together or living together, shacking up and stuff like that, but never, ever address that. Ever, ever, ever address that. So, you know, I'm kind well, of like. This called hmm. choosing
1: what parts of the Bible you want to you choose. Choose and
0: choosing.
1: You know, and, and some people are very clever at that. Um, you know, I like to believe that one of the things that I think people should do for themselves is just not give in as best they can to what other people think of them. And we keep coming back to that on this podcast. Mm-hmm. A lot. About
0: what, yeah.
1: Stop thinking about what people think of you. Mm -hmm. If you can, Mm -hmm. if they're not in a place of power over you, they're not your teacher, your professor, your parent, and they're just people who you, okay, forget them.
0: And Deepak Chopra does a whole um, lecture on that and and he says whether they think good of you or bad of you neither is your business mm. and I, I'm so in love with that I'm mm-hmm. so in love with that and like I told you before one good thing that my girlfriend told me years ago was you know you know I'm not really concerned about what people think about me But I do care about what perception of myself I give off, and that's the only power control that we have. What Mm -hmm. I present, you know, what I present of me, you know, that's what I'm concerned about. Am I do I present a kind listener, you know, humble or you know, confident? I, I care about what perception I give off, but not necessarily because I care about what you think about me. It's just the standards that I have for myself. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm saying I'm similar to that. Mm-hmm. I'm no, but, I'm but trying, to get there was a process. It's a process because a there. lot of times we often don't look at fear in the same way. Like I'm, I'm literally trying my best now mm-hmm. to rule out fear in my life, period. That's good. because what I've examined is my experiences have already always taught me whatever negative feelings I'm having. No matter, even if I just messed up and did something negative, Mm -hmm. it's always, if I dwell down into the underneath, go underneath what's under that, it's always coming back to, I am mad at myself or disappointed in myself for allowing that to happen. I spent the last, what, two or three hours today taking a nap and I received exactly what you said. Yeah. Because I wasn't a great rest. Because I knew I was coming here. I was yeah. excited. Yeah. So it was a different kind of feeling. But that resonated with me because what it's telling me is, you know, make sure that I'm also developing that time to rest. Because I think that I haven't been doing that effectively. Mm-hmm. I've been worried about what's coming next.
0: Yes. It's thinking, projecting, am I going to mm-hmm. be on time? Mm-hmm. What am I going to wear? And never take the time to just be in the, no, be in the now. That's a great book. I, I highly suggest I'm going to give it to you, too, okay. um, by Eckhart Tolle. The power of now mm. right okay. now okay Just is that book green. orange it's green it's green it's green okay. Uh-huh. Okay. it's amazing it. it's one of oprah's favorites it's one of the ones that she says she keeps by her nightstand and it is so powerful i haven't mastered it yet at all but to be in the presence of now and all we have right now at this present moment is right now mm. but sometimes we're often thinking about like he he even gave a um Situation, and I know it happens to most of us when we're in the shower, we never really enjoy the shower because we're already thinking about the the next, the best thinking. But no, stop as of today, immediately as of today. Really, you're supposed to enjoy that touching of yourself, that washing, that lather, smelling your soap. You're supposed to be in the now of the shower because Mm. that is such a soothing morning ritual. It's like taking
1: a massage and thinking about what's going on at the store.
0: What I'm going to wear, what's next, you know. I got it. You know what I mean? And I've I've even gotten so bad where I have my phone in the shower. I'm talking on the phone to, you know, to the office manager, this, doing that, making deals, you know, conversations. You know what
1: that made me think of? You just hit a huge, huge aha, as Oprah would call it. Also, I can think back to moments where I've been in the now, that's when my best Rewards have come.
0: Oh yeah!
1: Because and I give you the story. I'm thinking of books. You know, buy the book. Let them shine. That's my plug. Amen. Author Michael Haygood. Hey. Let them Doctor. shine at Red Leaf Press. Mm-hmm. Amazon.com. Yeah. <laughs> Go get the book. Anyway, um, I have a chapter in that book that I talk about who my God kids are. Mm-hmm. My God kids mm-hmm. became my God children yeah. because of my teaching. Yeah. And I remember the moment where the mom, Yvette Anderson, love you, Yvette. She's a godson, godmother of my son now. Mm-hmm. And I met this family when I was teaching third grade. And uh, this mom wanted me to be their teacher. She was very disappointed and at the beginning of the year, um, 19, uh, we ain't going to say that, but one of those yeah. years back in the day um, where this mom saw that this teacher was not supporting her child. <coughs> I found the child sitting outside of the classroom as a punishment. And I asked the little boy, "What are you doing here?" And of course, he told me I got put out of class. He was crying and so forth. You know, I didn't know this teacher I was new to, and I thought this is not something we can do. This is not within the confines of what teachers can do. This is not even legal. Um, but obviously, I didn't want to be at that point in my career completely yeah. a snitch. Just got yeah. there, I didn't know the rules. <laughs> What's going on? Lo and behold, the mom approached me, and. Similar, you know, she doesn't look like Sophia in the color purple, but that walk down to my classroom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was Sophia in the color purple. Like, you going to take my son in your class. This mom had her mind made up. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And she was living in the now. Yeah. She saw the visionary future yeah. of what this could do for my child right. and put him in my room. Long story short, all three of her children ended up traveling through my room and we became so close. So close, where I would visit the home, and she'd make tacos for dinner, and mm-hmm. i talked to her about making sure that what I'm doing in the classroom is also fostered here at home. Mm-hmm. That sort of structure, mm-hmm. that living in the now, chapter three of the book, Let mm-hmm. Them Shine, made sure that she and I became connected because that now space that she was living in and my now space mm-hmm. of saying, yes, I'll take one yes. more, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't supposed to mm-hmm. rewarded in me having the most beautiful connections yeah. to a
0: family that yes. I would never and, have even had. And that's, what's a part of not missing the moment because not missing the moment. we're somewhere else, we're somewhere mm-hmm. else. And that, and that, and I also noticed, you know, um, with the telephones, when you're, you're at dinner with your friends or loved ones and everyone's on the phone, you're missing that mm-hmm. connection, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. engagement right mm-hmm. then and there that you never, you may not get that back. And I just want to say rest in peace to a good friend of mine. I just found out she passed away. And that's what I mean. The last text that we text was, I love you. I got to say it. Uh. I got to say it. And I felt it. I knew we, we've never been the kind of friends. We were um, get, earning our doctorates together. So we we grew in friendship, but not intimate enough to say I love you to one another. Got it. Like we felt it, but we never said it. And I, I I was under the impression that she she made me believe that she was healing, and getting better. She never said that I'm going down. You know, never said it. She goes, I'm getting better. I have a few challenges, but I'm working through them. That's on the text, July 23rd. I said, cool, can't wait. I love you. That's our last text. And I found out today that she transitioned, but. I felt weird a little bit to say it, to, to text it, because I know that's not generally or normally how we talk to one another, yes. but I feel so good that I were respected at that present moment. It was I felt and I knew that that's what I wanted to say, and I honored it right in the now. Good. Yeah. So. That's a blessing
1: that you got to say that. I'm mm-hmm. so disappointed in our own, well, I should say, My generation of folks that also have decided, I think we've decided as a culture and just following this whole phone trend. You know, I'm I'm, I'm at parties now where I see even my age folks Mm -hmm. are on the phone. Mm -hmm. Me too guilty. Mm -hmm. You know, there's moments where I've done it as well. And I think that, you know, I'm kind of putting out a challenge to our listeners. You know, let's don't fall victim to that. You know, I think what, you know, Ayana was just suggesting to us around making sure that we're present with people that we're saying the I love you to people. I love you, Ayana. I love you. We're saying it to mm-hmm. folks. You know, we don't lose the opportunity to make people feel that because that's why we're here, people. Yes. That's really why we're here. I know yes. we want the car. I know we want the house. Yeah. I know we want the Rolls Royce. I know we want it. I know. But the real thing we're here for love. is the connection love, and love.
0: Love, connection and love. And
1: if you give that, I'm telling you, you'll get it back and the car will come. Yes,
0: right. The car will
1: come and the house.
0: And the house. And the, the key all everything the things you desire
1: will come if you things. just give out yeah. what you know is the right thing to do as a human being.
0: And I love this conversation for your your return your solar return. Yes. And um I'm yes. just so pleased that you made fifty nine. I'm so
1: happy to be on this planet right and, now in this space. Yes. I made it yes. with some of my best friends yes. and people that I've known. Yes. You know, just, just you know, I just wanna Take the moment to shout out those who have gone before me. I love you, Tracy. I love you, Dad. I love you, Mom. I love you, uh, Lawrence. I love you, Charles. I love you, all those folks that have been. Babe, I love you. All the wonderful people that have been in my life. I am so thankful. Mm -hmm. I am so grateful, especially to those who are still here, who still see worth and value in Michael Allen Haygood. I am doing the best I can with what I have.
0: I say, I yo. It's birthday time. It's birthday I'm going to go have a good time. We're, we're going to celebrate. <laughs> so follow us at wherever you listen to podcasts at No Longer Neutral. And we love our listeners. Remember, stay in the now. Michael challenged you to get off that phone and engage. and
1: Make sure you are loving yourself and loving, loving yourself. someone else.
0: Amen.